0: Hello there, how are you? Welcome along to the podcast, hope you're well. Ed Draper here, sports broadcaster in the UK. Thank you for hitting on the button for sport and life. Momentarily get a chat with Ash Loveridge, distinguished journalist in South Gloucestershire. But first of all, quick word to the sponsors. Thank you for being here and thank you to the sponsors as well for their support. Bang Nolofsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Check out B&O underscore Cheltenham on social media. Look up Bang and Cheltenham online and get in touch with Jason Briggs and his fine team for a solution to whatever your home entertainment needs are. Good people and they will be of good use, I'm sure. Thank you also to Cytoplan for their ongoing association with the podcast. Are you looking to optimise your immunity, particularly if you're in the northern hemisphere like me heading into the gloomy winter of the UK? Well, you may want to try out the supplements from Cytoplan. we've been taking as a family for 20 plus years. Food-based supplements digested as close to food would be. And through that, my father works as a consultant with them, Dr. Mark Draper. And through that alliance, we have a discount code that we can effectively share with you. It's 30% off upfront, 10% thereafter on ongoing purchases. So if you go to cytoplan.co.uk, select your supplements and at checkout, the code is Draper10R. My last name, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numerals 1, 0 and the capital letter R. Cytoplan is C-Y-T-O-P-L. A-N. Don't forget as well, we're giving away free mentoring sessions with Anthony Asprey of the Whole Man Academy. He says that you'll feel much clearer after these sessions on any issues or challenges you're going through in life. Check out the show notes for those that link. Now let's get on to Ash Loveridge, Stroud Times founder, editor, and devoted Forest Green Rovers commentator and reporter. Here he is, the one and only Ash Loveridge. <laughs> Thank you, Ash Loveridge welcome back to the podcast you're a silhouette that I can see mainly because of the bright day we've got at the That's moment better. for the recording yeah. Look- yeah I think I think look <laughs> I, I look much better as a silhouette it's well, I like it I like it your voice is yeah. coming through loud and clear which is yeah. the, the main Great. thing H- how's life how, how are things going yeah yeah very
1: very good um obviously everybody's a little bit more chipper after a, a rare win for Forest Green at the weekend so uh, you notice that all the <laughs> The um, social media, the fans forums, um, they always have less less on them when a team teams won. I, I don't know why that is. I guess maybe that's just uh, people's psyche or something where people like a like a good moan. But yeah, lots. Lot, this is the problem of... with news. Yeah.
0: yeah, news, isn't it? We we sort of this yeah. is why news can be quite negative. I think to leave yeah. the perception is that people will gravitate to it.
1: Yeah. So lots of happy Forest Green fans. They're not now. They're they're not calling for Ian Birchnell's head now. But you know. it's... Uh, <laughs> it's it's one game after another but he he's been great so far to deal with uh, in the media i find him uh, very honest uh, very open uh reacts pretty well to a, a difficult question you know you can mm. you don't you you can ask him anything and he'll respond really well he just seems very um real yeah you know which which is the the feeling that i get off him um, maybe our opinions on rob edwards have, been sort of changed a little bit just in the the manner of his departure to mm. Watford Um wasn't great really I think he was badly advised in, in my opinion I think the fans feel that as well he just sort of basically jumped ship and uh, was found out by Dale Vince I think the thing what he should have done is probably released some sort of statement but maybe he was ill-advised by Watford and his agent, mm. maybe who who knows really? Because he was, you know, he's a, a genuine guy again. But what what do just, you think he should have done? Actually, ended...
0: you, you think he should have come out and said and told the club th- it, could he speak? To yeah, him or...
1: I I I think so. You know, I think because uh, he was so well liked, he could have. Uh, mm. He was the sort of guy that could have uh, run for prime minister, and you know, sort <laughs> of. I always often said during commentary, you know, he couldn't do anything wrong. He could turn water into wine. That guy, you know, he's had <laughs> such a great link with the club, and then it just, just turned sour at the end because he was clearly on the final day fully aware that
0: he was off to Watford. What were your thoughts on him leaving Watford?
1: Oh, God. Well, it's a basket case, isn't it, Watford? Mm. We,
0: we, 11 we games. Were
1: hoping... <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I was hoping he was going to be given time, but it, it obviously didn't happen. Dale Vince predicted it as well. So another man who can turn water into wine. Mm. And, um yeah, really disappointed for
0: him because they weren't far off the playoffs, were they? No. No, they weren't. weren't no. a million miles away. It was, I think it was, was it 10 league games, I think yeah. they played in the championship. And it's a helter skelter league at the best of times. And it hadn't been you know, awful the start. It just felt like he needed a little bit more time. I think there's a few twists and turns in some of the games they, they played in as well. And I just hope on a human level that he didn't uproot his family. I don't know if you know any, any sort of things behind the scenes there. No, wh- no. Where his family I, is I or what think. he's doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it was a move that. With a, with a payoff, he he's, again, another another man who's sort of made for life, really, aren't they, at that level once yeah. you've uh, managed Which is why, it. I suppose, he took yeah. it
0: he took it for that reason, didn't he? They've got parachute That's... money from the Premier League and presumably got him a good yeah. contract.
1: Yeah, but you'd like to think, really, Ed, that he, he's got a great opportunity of, of bouncing back, really. I don't think his uh, copybook has been damaged mm. that much. You know, he's still, he's still, his stature's good. And it was probably the right reason to leave Forest Green because it was always going to be a tough season in League One with the, you know, the Mm. raft of departures that Forest Green had. You know, Eboo Adams to Cardiff, Kane Wilson to Bristol City, Nicky Cadden to Michael Duff's Barnsley are absolutely flying. So, you know, um, good time to get out when you've uh, got a promotion. But, yeah, good luck to Rob Edwards and I'm sure he'll he'll bounce back soon.
0: Well, I think it's interesting because Shane Duff said to me, you know, I questioned the sort of... wisdom of going to Watford given their propensity to change managers so rapidly but Shane said the thing is if you go to a club like that because of the reputation you don't damage your reputation by getting sacked because it's happened to everyone else you know the the likes of Kike Sanchez Flores big names have come and gone at Watford and in Sanchez Flores's case he comes back a couple of times as well um but I think now Rob Edwards has been mentioned with the the Middlesbrough job and I haven't seen any more about that over the weekend I don't know what's what's been happening oh really
1: yeah I know there was he was Linked with Cardiff as well, wasn't he? Yeah, so, which is interesting, uh, isn't
0: it? He wouldn't have been last year, if, no. potentially, but now suddenly, after getting in the Championship, getting sacked by Watford in bizarre circumstances, then he's, he's he's in that mix. It's a strange career. I don't know. It's hard to make reason out of a football management career. I think.
1: Yeah, and he was obviously in the England uh, setup as well, wasn't he? So, mm. at, at one point. So, uh, but he was just really media savvy. I'm not sure if you've. Uh, had any conversations I no. with him at all but you know really really just on point all the time sometimes almost could it could it be a little bit fake I I don't know um, <laughs> but with it with with Ian Birchnell he just seems to be a, a real man on the street you know he, he's not hysteronic when they win he doesn't go up and do a Jurgen Klopp in front of the crowd <laughs> which is uh which is what Rob Edwards did. And I think the fans have been sort of crying out for that. Um, but Ian's been a little bit more sort of measured, but he looked a mighty relieved man on Saturday when that whistle went. It's, went it's, uh,
0: it's fun- yeah. yeah, It's funny that perception, isn't it? Of, of yeah. When we, we talk about things in the media, like he cares more because he's bouncing around on the touchline. When you have people who say Arsene Wenger at Arsenal, I think was very much committed to it, but would sit. Stick- almost motionless in the stands yeah. most of the time and then yeah. he'd, he'd get animated on a couple of occasions but we sort of there's a there's a sort of um superficial thing of wanting them to to bounce around and, and look like they're yeah, I think animated
1: so. yeah yeah and kick kick every ball but no i really i really think that um ian birch no, i mean forrest greendale vince he's got a record of not sacking managers isn't he? he's probably the mm. opposite of a lot of chairmen and I would be very surprised if he pushed the button at this moment in time. And obviously, beating Bolton on Saturday was a, a massive
0: uh, positive job. Mm, Cheltenham beat Bolton recently as well, didn't they? Yeah, Which they did. So, yeah. yeah,
1: Bolton haven't had a great time in the consorts in the last <laughs> no. in the last week, is it? But yeah, I mean, Forest Green now three wins from 12 games, 11 points, 21st. You know, it's it's probably the start that they would have... Not really hopeful, but things are starting to look up. And I looked at the league table just before I came on to chat to you. They're, they're yeah, they're, they're 21st, but they're just six points off Derby who are in 10th. And that that's yes. just that, that league one is just as such a, there's a couple of leagues within it, really, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And when's the Forest Green Cheltenham match? When's that coming up? So...
1: Oh, you've caught me out there. I've it's coming, coming up nice. soon, isn't it? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell yeah, you what, have a look. It's just <laughs> November time, isn't it, or something? Yeah. I was just, yeah.
0: The reason I was asking is because it feels like it's going to be quite significant, doesn't it, in that yeah. you know, relegation scrap? Yeah. How do you see that? Do you, do you see... Because Cheltenham picked yeah, up well, a little Wade, bit, Wade, under Wade Elliott?
1: Yeah, I think Cheltenham got off to a slow start, didn't they? But, you know, Wade Elliott is uh, starting to Turn the screw a little, a little bit, I think, and you know he he's got he's got a goal scorer, hasn't he? Like Forest yeah. Green now having uh, Connor Wickham. I mean, crikey, let's talk about Connor Wickham. That was a big yeah. signing for Forest Green. And uh, what watched him the first couple of games wasn't wasn't too sure. I I was surprised to learn that he's only twenty eight as well. I just for some reason he seems to have been in the game. You would have yeah. predicted early thirties, wouldn't you? Really, yeah. So, but physically, uh, Ed, he's in great shape. Really, really lean. Doesn't seem to be able to run too much. I'm not sure if that was his game before the raft of injuries that he's had. But he just seems to pick, pick, pick the pockets and gets in the right places at the right time. And um, four goals from the last five games and five goals for the season in a struggling team isn't bad, really. Um, that's, that's I think brilliant. it's about ten. I think it's about ten, probably eight or nine years ago that he last reach double figures but you'd expect him to get double figures in in league in league one but yeah definitely got that touch of class but not not too much pace to burn now.
0: no that's interesting isn't it yeah they say a lot of injuries hope he stays fit and fresh the 10th of december ash forest green okay. rovers I'm versus putting... cheltenham yeah. town that's going to be it's going to be quite a significant yeah. build up to christmas as well i'm imagining a great a great atmosphere down there
1: yeah absolutely is it going to be a game you'll be able to get to
0: I don't know actually it's not a bad yeah. shout yeah i mean i was hoping to go to the cheltenham side of it but forest green's not far yeah. nailsworth's not a bad little trip out but yeah maybe get my no have you
1: been have you been
0: i have been to forest green yeah uh, okay. but, but actually yeah. i think i went i mean when i went it was called the new lawn and it was probably about 15 years ago so i think you've abandoned the new lawn there's another another sort of newer newer lawn coming isn't there as well yeah
1: was that was that pre-dale then pre-dale Vince <laughs> i think it was so yeah there's was a gone. big yeah.
0: big um blackhead burly striker up front for them i can't remember his name it wasn't it's like 2005 was it maybe it's about like 2005 yeah. i don't know who was oh, okay
1: yeah yeah that would have been david hockaday era i would have would imagine yeah po- so, it, quite possibly and that days, was yeah yeah and
0: that was yeah. uh wow
1: big... the clubs i mean the clubs changed significantly you certainly mm. won't be able to get you certainly won't be able to get a burger at anyway not <laughs> not not of the meat variety
0: but
1: no. funnily enough just above the stadium there's uh there's a, a, a farm area, um, it's a public footpath. The local farmers this season has turned it into a car park and <laughs> nice. he's, he's, he's charging £10 a car not sure what it's going to be like in the winter because it's it's on a hill yeah, overlooking yeah. overlooking the stadium Yeah, a grass basically a grass field but there's been one entrepreneur there who's got a burger wagon there now so
0: Ooh, so controversial um, not, you know, yeah, do, you, do sure. you think do you think the food would would that impact people going i know it's classic football fair is a meat pie isn't it does that, does yes. that impact that impacts people
1: yeah i i mean i think it did in the early days when the when uh, Dale ba- banned meat, you know people were quite grumpy. But you can still bring meat into the ground, so you can bring a a chicken <laughs> sandwich. chicken, in. yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> you can. Uh, you can do that. But no, I think people have gradually, well, veganism has been embraced, hasn't it? It's trendy yeah. now, really. Yes.
0: How 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 are the how are the attendances? Have they gone up in League One?
1: Yeah, they have. I mean, that's basically down to the away followings, isn't it? I mean, Bolton mm. were close to bringing. Uh, 2000 on Saturday so you know and uh, I mean Bolton could bring more than that anyway couldn't they and the likes yeah. of likes of Portsmouth as well Sheffield Wednesday would fill the ground wouldn't they given yes. the opportunity a bit like I remember back in the day when Leeds United were were yeah. you know, in league one and played Cheltenham it was like uh well, Sunderland, Sunderland last
0: year wasn't it massive yeah. team, big following yeah in.
1: it's yeah I mean I remember watching uh Becky O and Beckford played at Cheltenham Town, and <laughs> Snodgrass was playing that day. League One players then, obviously, mm. and it really felt like Cheltenham were were playing away. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible, really, isn't it? We've had Ipswich already come to the uh, the Bolt New Lawn, as it's now now called yes but no it's uh what about yeah. a new
0: stadium Is a new stadium in the offing what's, what's oh God,
1: how long's a piece of string every, <laughs> every time you speak to dale vince it's going to be next year and the year after and uh there's still there's still a lot of planning issues i I think the plan is to get the training pitches down first so uh, mm. that that will stop them uh having to put their carbon footprint in chippenham which is <laughs> where they're their training ground headquarters are at the moment. And that's which, a long way. Uh, Ch- Chippenham yeah. in
0: Wiltshire, is it? That's a long Chippenham way. in Wiltshire, way, yeah. yeah.
1: So they're there. they've been there for the last couple of years. Prior to that, they were at Sirencester as well, the university. Mm-hmm. But yeah, which is a shame really, because we lose that connectivity with them because we're we're not going to do a a travel to Chippenham for a press conference. But no, in fact, last week was we had our very first press conference at the ground for. The first time since covid the, the the previous press conference we had in person at the ground face to face was when mark cooper was manager so wow. you know that that tells you you know the difference and mm. uh, you know zoom's been okay over the last sort of two years but you can't beat that no. across the table developing no, no, a
0: rapport with a manager like you said with ian virtual i think getting yeah when you're a beat reporter doing it every week yeah you need that sort of yeah knowledge of each other don't you? you get a read of someone more closely
1: yeah, he was absolutely over the moon last week when we did a you know face to face Thursday Thursday press conference or or a presser as we say in the media people people outside the media don't don't seem to get that one. So, What's no. a presser? You know.
0: Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, How that, to, so where's the, sorry. The, the the new stadium? That's geographically exactly going to be removed from Nailsworth as well. Where's the plan for that? It's near the M five, is it?
1: Yeah, Junction thirteen. So yeah. uh, which is absolutely. Uh, perfect Dale calls it the gateway to Stroud,
0: so uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> so you get so it's interesting that you get you start to sort of um knock on sort of Bristol's door Gl- uh, Gloucester yeah. as well it's quite interesting the dynamics of where fans where they'll flock to support their sport I mean, you know you've got Gloucester rugby you've got Gloucester City yeah. football team you've got obviously Cheltenham out like this way it's fascinating isn't it because there's always a lot of mm. pessimism about a lot of the clubs maybe not at Forest Green but at Cheltenham or like how where the ceiling is of what they can achieve but it feels like people are moving here in their relative drive yeah, since the because I know there was
1: I know there was talk a few seasons ago that Cheltenham Town may have uh, played at the Cheltenham Racecourse. There was you know the, oh, the, the really? land around that. There was talk of building something there, probably about five years ago. Oh,
0: John Palmer would know.
1: John Palmer would know a lot more about yeah. it. But there was there were stories run, and you can kind of see that. But it, it looks for Cheltenham that they're gonna just carrying on redeveloping the ground. I would have thought. And uh,
0: yes, I mean, is there those... any
1: news on that? I mean, I love that old stand that they have got. There's something about it, really, isn't there? But I have, yeah, I don't the know the news. I
0: mean, I love the fact that you can sit in that main stand and look out on the hills, you know, can see Cleveland. Yeah. That's a really cool yeah. cool spot. Yeah. So I don't know how if they'll build it up to the point where you can't do that would be slightly a shame. But Absolutely. I understand the ambition to to get more people in. And I, I think, you know, there's often a lot of um, cautiousness in the area about what the team can achieve. But actually, when you look at, the history of being in the 1990s a non-league team and never having yeah. played in the Football League to where they are today. And I know they had this yeah. sort of dalliance with League One in, a decade or so ago as well. But I think it can, you know, it can solidify. And I think you, you have to be aspirational. And they're very well tightly run financially. And I think that's probably sure. a good basis to to grow as you go and, and attract more people to it. Because there are, I mean, the traffic in Cheltenham is wild. There's just seemed a lot more people yeah. here. So I presume there is potential to have a, grow your fan base.
1: Yeah, and it's great as well. As we mentioned, uh, I'd like to mention Gloucester City, you know, seeing them back playing mm. in the city. And uh, they were talked years ago when they're on their sort of nomadic trails of various, various grounds from Siren to Forest Green. Um, Evesham as well, weren't they? Evesham yeah. even as well, yeah. That There was possibility at one point they were going to ground share with the rugby team. But I think that was, that was more gloucester city people rather than the rugby so yeah i, I, I could never see that happening
0: no but, that pitch you know, must get torn up by the big rugby boys in yeah the as
1: well. yeah yeah absolutely but i mean bristol sport they 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 play at bristol city so mm. i yeah. believe they do anyway so uh, there's you know, blurred lines it's...
0: aren't there because gloucestershire cricket club plays in bristol so it's that it's that kind of yeah um, yeah. It, it's, it's yeah it's an interesting idea. what about stroud times then? how's how's it going i know there's been a a bit of drama I saw on social media that the the, the other local competitor had put their papers in your stand. Your yeah, conference. I wasn't
1: happy that I I wasn't happy that day, but <laughs> no. you could um you can see it as a see it as a compliment really, can't yeah. you? So uh I swiftly moved them when I was uh walking through the Five Valleys shopping centre, took a photo <laughs> and thought, No, they're they're definitely going in the bin. So uh well I mean the yeah, it's 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 going well. It's a real tough market at the moment with the way the way the country is in the world yeah. you know, attract, attracting advertisers. But you know we're we're holding our head ab- above water and uh, just just hoping for you know better times in the new year. See see where the government's at as well because I, th- I think people are so controlled by what what they watch on TV, aren't they? The news and the the messages. Yeah. It just builds your own your optimism on. yeah it's interesting
0: yeah. your circumstances obviously are fluctuating at the moment because people are having bigger bills yeah. to pay but your yeah. perception of the wider world is shaped by that and you don't often yeah. see a lot of optimism in the news and maybe you get to a point where you have to sort of filter that out a little bit if you're everyday functioning don't you it's sure yeah you can't, you can't ignore it but you have to be pragmatic no. and i think consuming yourself with too much of it would then could lead you to to be paralyzed and as shane duff was on the podcast again was saying last week yeah as a property developer you have to not sit there and freeze and think oh everything's gonna be terrible you have to keep doing the project yeah. you're doing and and just factor in bigger margins for interest rates things like yeah. that
1: yeah one of the things i always say now is don't catastrophize things you know because yes. you can easily just build that up in your in your own mind and everything but yeah i think um i mean the paper's been going now a couple of months it's really really well received people like it and you know we're still going through that sort of positive news and human in- the yeah. human interest stories, the life stories—you know, people, people really like that. But I would say the mistake we've possibly made is the fact that we're, from a from a financial point of view, we're giving it away for free. You know, we're trying—we're not the Metro, obviously, but mm. you know, our, our our it was a decision at the start to make it free. But after a few weeks, people people were actually saying to us, "This is too good to be free." Really? You know, that's interesting. So, so we wonder if we may have you know missed out on a, a a revenue stream really if we put a very very small cover price on it you know even if yeah. it was how
0: 50, many people do you think are reading it now versus when it was online like your overall readership do you think it's grown
1: yeah um well the print wise we produce obviously it's it comes out twice a month we produce 10,000 per edition so there's 20,000 um distributed in in the supermarkets and like i said in pubs and uh Community p- community places that a lot of people visit. We're having to pulp um, t- uh, two thousand of those twenty oh, thousand. Right, okay. So nope. so so eighteen thousand are physically being picked up and uh, being seen by a lot of eyes. It's, it's, guess, am- it's amazing, isn't it? I yeah.
0: think it's nice. And even people that are internet savvy who yeah who work with it every day it's it's a nice i think antidote to modern life to pick up a a copy at the at the supermarket and then go home and yeah. read in your kitchen table because when you go online you suddenly you check your yeah. emails you're in a different a different world sometimes aren't you and i think it's yeah. nice to have have that physical thing where you you find the local news because actually i think a lot of us sometimes feel less disconnect more disconnected to the the local stuff in the internet era yeah. than, than before
1: yeah, so I mean, it's flattering when people say it's too good to be free. And um Mark cusner who you who you know well, the yeah associate director at Cheltenham Town and founder of Cheltenham Post, and now my business partner as well. He's got a, he's got scra- a different editorial scra-
0: approach to you, I have to say, because I've yeah up the Cheltenham yeah. Post, and it's yeah it's usually yeah. a sort of he's found an armed robbery somewhere or something I know. to talk about. Yeah, but,
1: yeah. Or, or he's distributing the paper with an armed robber's picture on the face. That, on the front that looks a bit like him you know, yes that, yeah 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 but yeah i mean i he he listened to me really of from my sort of uh media perspective and i said we didn't want to go down that route and mm. you know i think he's uh, he's been happy with it and you know within the first couple of editions he said ash this is great stuff and it he, he again, like other people, he said it's too good to be free. So, but what do we do? You know, we're in a difficult situation now. Do we think in the new year? Do we put a small cover price on it and mm. and see how, see how it goes? You do, know, that's do you have what, to pay the
0: do you have to pay the supermarkets for? Yeah, the, yeah. I think yeah. it. I mean,
1: that's Mark Kuzner's sort of uh, um, expertise. But yeah, I believe so, and I think it it starts to become a little bit more complicated. But but at I, the moment, I, it's
0: free, I, is it? If the paper's free, they'll put it on the shelf for free. Is that? Uh, well,
1: I think there is there is a there is a payment. You know, we have to pay yeah. for almost what you would call a stand. Mm. But what I'm saying is, if we started the supermarket started physically selling it with a with a barcode, I'm sure that would uh, sure. incur for, incur further costs. Really, so, yeah, and it gives them.
0: Uh, in theory, it gives them five seconds more work, doesn't it? Yeah exactly, exa- exa- yeah, exactly,
1: exactly. So, um, but I think at the moment we'll we'll review it in the new year and see see if we can potentially do that. We could potentially go monthly and be chunkier, but but mm. then you haven't got that, you know. Newspapers haven't got that immediate news, have they? Any you, you, no, because no. of the internet. So you're so,
0: fe- your uh, you're feature led, aren't you? Is that I guess that's the approach. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. More more so. So, uh, but yeah, no. Overall, it's been uh, challenging, really, to 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 do a newspaper. But the the fun bit for me, Ed, is um, restocking when you see mm. it's gone. You know you. I'll, and I'll get a friend ring me up and say, "Ash, there's there's two left in Sainsbury's, so uh, so <laughs> right be, you know, r- running a little errand down there." So, uh,
0: but yeah, going and, back to sorry. and ha- has it has it increased the online hits as well? Is it is it have you seen a relationship there between the the two? Is it sort of awakened some people? Yeah,
1: yeah, they're, they're sort yeah 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 they're they're really really happy bedfellows. You know, our our growth online is is growing. We're we're less than. I think it's our, our two-year two year birthday in March, um, so yeah, so it's just just growing more and more. But it's, it's that case of trying to think: how do you attract your your reader to the website without being clickbaity, mm. you know, which, which drives people, you know, completely mad. I mean, we had a, for instance, we had a really great great um, response and over is it five and a half thousand views on one story, and it was a, it was a football story and it was just basically because i'd put a headline of forest green chief response to cheltenham town link you
0: know and Ooh, yeah. that's the, the mickey the mickey moore thing the mickey moore thing what's well, yeah, what's happening so... there because this is this is quite salacious in the area isn't yeah it? It is, director isn't of it? football yeah. being approached by forest green
1: yeah yeah i mean i was hoping for the exclusive because of uh, mark cusner's links to Chel- cheltenham town but again obviously uh the wonderful john palmer picked me to it with uh he, he lifted the li- he lifted the lid on that yeah one, i don't know how he does so, it
0: uh, he's, a, he's a university lecturer as well john i met him for the yeah. day in in town but he, he somehow manages to sort of cover Cheltenham town 25 i think he well.
1: i don't think he ever, i don't think he ever sleeps at no,
0: or, no. or sleeps with with
1: one eye open but <laughs> i think no, he sleeps think, at
0: the training ground i think that's my yeah, answer
1: yeah I, th- I, th- I think we should uh call him mr exclusive really so uh, yes but yeah he, I mean, Forest Green are remaining really tight-lipped on this one, which is seems to be that their their choice always. When when I spoke to them, Well, I understand,
0: just, there's, a, yeah. there's a difference broadly with Forest Green what they pay salaries and, and Cheltenham that Forest Green pay more. So I don't know whether we'll yeah, see that. Yeah, I know Mickey Moore yeah. is very highly thought of and what he's done in terms of the, particularly the recruitment at Cheltenham Town and yeah. um, and balancing a, a pretty limited budget and doing it really well. So it'll be interesting to see how, what the conversation is and again you know do you go for for a bigger salary it's a question we all face at different times or do you yeah do you decide on the the quality of the job the security of the job i mean personal life wise i presume it wouldn't make a huge amount of difference you just have to drive down to Nailsworth. No,
1: yeah you think he lives in the midlands doesn't he a, oh, okay yeah i'm 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 not quite sure but i get the impression and the feeling i mean forest green are being tight-lipped but you do get the impression that it might be a done deal really
0: mm. Let's see. Uh, watch your space. By the time yeah. this podcast comes out in a week. We'll probably, I know. Yeah. Uh, do yeah.
1: Oh, but yeah. He's he's um, he seems to be very well respected, Mickey Moore. So, uh, yeah, my only thing is, does he think, oh, potentially I might have a relegation on my CV with Forrest Green? Cheltenham seem to be at the moment in a stronger position.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, that could definitely yeah. switch by the time of the, the derby match coming up. You never know. This it's like you say a couple of points makes a huge amount of difference in in yeah. all the league tables at the moment when it's it colours people's perceptions, but you kind of maybe hold hold steady and see see how it pans out. And um, what about you, Ash? How do you juggle your time physically with with the paper and the and the commentary duties as well? Do you have a, a daily routine that you, you stick to?
1: No, no, I'm very much um I I, I mean I certainly prep prep for games, but I'm very much off the cuff with with my time management so uh
0: it's going well I've, I've, i mean it's productive you think, yeah you're, yeah you're traveling, yeah. You're, traveling to, you're traveling to the away games as well aren't you no not
1: not no. so much not so much since um the papers okay been been in the offing because obviously we've got the uh you know we've got to compile it send it off to the designers so so it's, it's big commitment that, so yeah to a, going away to Sheffield it,
0: Wednesday or something it, like that yeah. yeah
1: absolutely so i've i've missed a few games and and in fact um the games that i've missed um the 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 university of gloucestershire stable that um john Palmer nurtures um, <laughs> one of the one of the younger guys from the university who also covers uh, forest green for gloss live he stepped in a couple of times i've been really impressed with the quality of students that have been coming out of the university that's good really really good i mean there's another one at the moment last season he covered forest green for gloss live for two seasons a a young guy called laurie martin finished Mm. his um course in the summer got got a great job with the uh, press association as a a staff writer for them but has now been poached by Forest green to become their media man all right it's, um, br- it's brilliant experience yeah. because i think
0: yeah when we're talking about this sometimes when when errors catch through i think we have big ideas and big picture ideas in journalism but just getting the fundamentals yeah. right and if you get them wrong and you're working in a real job i think you do know about it and i think that's significant mm. if you spell a name wrong or yeah, or, yeah. Or, or get the wrong attribution to the stadium name whatever it is i think and, and working in the cut and thrust of it makes you realize that i think it keeps you. Yeah. Particularly under time pressure, doesn't it? Significant. Yeah. So it's great they're getting that experience. But
1: yeah, I've been really impressed with you know the people that John's been uh, been nurturing. It's it's been really good. And Laurie Martin, for example, who is now going to become their new sort of media mm. manager. He one of the good things about Laurie, he's he's supported for. He's in his early twenties. He's supported Forest Green since he was a little boy. And oh, I, I think for him. At, I think at this level, so it's a bit like a Richard Joyce, you know, those mm. ones that that bleed a football club, they, they're quite important because we've seen in, in previous times that, you know, media guys that have been at clubs that have no real passion for that club quickly quickly move on. Yeah,
0: well, it's a hard so, job. Yeah. A lot of time committed to, commit to it and also just the, the knowledge you bring to the job already from yeah. being steeped yeah. in it and the context of the players, you know, the history of it. If you're trying to organise events, you know, you know the old players, who they are and, and what significance they are to the club. So you've, you've, you've got a yeah. massive head start. Hey Ash, brilliant. My only, brilliant. I was
1: going to say quickly, my only negative about um students being used by by the media is that it is um free labor yeah yeah and i know hen um if a if a student said to me what advice would you give me for getting into journalism i would say don't give your work away for free this is a yeah it's a big challenge isn't it it then
0: becomes i did years of free work and it does become a a difficult conversation point where you have to say at what point am I now worthy of, of being paid when actually if you're doing a job that's being used effectively, like you're saying from the start. Yeah. You are, yeah. Cause you're not doing it in your spare time and, and just submit it to uni. You're putting it out on websites and papers and things yeah. like that. And then they're, you know, someone down the line is benefiting even marginally from it, aren't they? Yeah.
1: But I, I remember um, I'm showing my age now back in, back in the eighties um, when I was in the sixth form, I wanted to do, um, Media Studies at night school mm. uh, as an O-level. So I am really showing <laughs> my age there. And um, I was so disappointed, um, basically, the the course didn't run because they didn't have enough interest in it.
0: Wow, that's yeah. It's you know, changing world now. That's what I work, changing yeah. world now. Yeah, millions of sports Incredible. journalism degrees, and you do worry about sometimes the the jobs to fill them. Although John Palmer's assured me with his work at University of Gloucester, there are a lot of jobs now that I didn't yeah. even know existed in different arenas, different social media platforms, and it's and a shame they're different... not
1: in papers though, are they? it, yeah. it does seem to be media of uh, football sporting clubs really yeah and it's not so. objective
0: it's not the news as we know it no and we could we could talk all day ash but it's brilliant I to know. catch up let us know you- give us the, the web the best website stroudtimes.com and then if people want to get in touch with you about advertising etc what's the best route
1: yeah yeah you're right it's stroudtimes.com to uh view us online and in print twice twice a month where our next edition is out on thursday so people can pick that up and yeah if uh we all, we we need a bit of financial support, of course, to keep this uh, going. You can get hold of me at ash at
0: Beautiful Thursday, the thirteenth of October. I hope I'll try and get this out for you before then. But otherwise, okay. people will yeah. there'll still be hopefully some lying around that they can pick up as well. Um, Absolutely, ash, brilliant to speak to you, my man. We'll and you speak Ed. soon. And I'll have okay. a think about that tenth of December as well, getting down for the Derby match.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. You can come
0: and have a veggie burger. Oh, lovely. I won't ask what's in them (laughs) cheers mate cheers bye again really enjoyed that conversation hope you did too with Ash Loveridge raises an interesting point ethically about using journalists to do pretty significant sporting beats in terms of the local football club there Forest Green Rovers in South Gloucestershire and I'm sure the people in question have done fine jobs but should they be getting paid if they're doing that job if they can't be paid why not what's the, the economic model Why? where do we rethink that and the consumer the public maybe yourself is missing out if you're a Forest Green Rovers fan potentially um, and just raising the stakes a little bit by getting paid sometimes imbues a, a greater sense of rigour and professionalism doesn't it although to be a sports journalist you have to tend to be very competitive and, and very hard working because it is a hugely um, desirable industry in lots of ways isn't it lots of people vying for those places anyway let me know what you think please review the podcast whatever platform you're listening to it on Spotify, iTunes, wherever it might be, lots of platforms. And tell a friend if you enjoyed it as well. Thank you for being here. First and foremost, thanks to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV. Get in touch with them for any home entertainment solutions. Remember the free session with Anthony Asprey of the Whole Man Academy via the show notes. If you feel stuck or want to resolve some issues with him, usually charges good money, but free sessions through those show notes click the link and sign up for a one-to-one with him and also remember Cytoplan if you're looking to optimize your immunity whether it's a multivitamin vitamin or something more specific like vitamin d3 as we enter those gloomy winter months (laughs) i'm swimming outdoors at the moment so i'm hoping to preserve some of the the sunlight in my eyeballs but challenging time of year for sure in the uk for me anyway and for a lot of people as we head there not it's been a nice autumn but yeah as we head towards that winter and also if you're looking maybe interested in the concept of recording life stories of your loved ones cherishing those memories in quality audio something we're doing is Attic Box Audio via drapermedia.co.uk check that out as well but first and foremost and mainly have a great week and thanks again for listening to the podcast goodbye for now